and welcome to the Beecast. My name is Amber Miller, and I am here with uh, Monica Steely and Sarah Godey, and we are so... <laughs> Nobody did it. Like, it's amazing. Oh my gosh, what's hilarious is everyone just looked at me. <laughs> like, are you going to say hello? She says, I know. Hello. I know. This is unprecedented. It didn't Radio happen. Voice. Hello. I know. I like to keep you all on your toes. I mean, how many weeks now have we been doing this? That's so right. this is just amazing. Yes. The Lord works. Okay. <laughs> um, so we just finished our series, Be Well. And we are now starting a brand new series called... Be forward thinking. Be forward thinking. I suddenly forgot what it was. <laughs> um, so our first session in being forward thinking is being kind. Uh, Monica, give us a little dun, insight dun, dun. into being kind. Monica, by the way, is the perfect person to talk about being mm-hmm. kind because she is oh. one of the kindest people I know. Well, you don't see me behind closed doors. Well, that's true. Um, no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm really not some weird person. <laughs> I mean, I am weird. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> be weird is probably going to be one of our weeks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're talking about being kind. So let's talk a little bit about kindness. Kindness is described as a person of good or benevolent nature or disposition, a kind and loving person, having, showing, or proceeding from benevolence and kind words. Mm. Um, the Bible has a lot of things to say about kindness. And so I've kind of just narrowed in on a couple of them that we're going to talk about today. Um, Proverbs eleven six says a kind hearted woman gains honor, but ruthless men gain only wealth. Mm. And, uh, the word kind in this verse is Shen or Chen or Ken. <laughs> I would <laughs> like it to be Ken. Ken. <laughs> Can it be Ken? <laughs> Ken. It's going to be Ken. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it means favor, grace, and charm. I like that. Um, that. And what was interesting in the commentary is that it was talking about how basically strong men are use their um, estates and their honor and their, you know, like their, their provision as their means of gaining honor, but that a kind hearted woman um, gets her with through wisdom and modesty um, and good conduct and prudence. Like her honor is as valuable as a man's. It's just in a whole different way. Kindness comes through kindness, wisdom, and oh, that's really interesting. And I love that. Yeah, love, 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 love it because it's the calling back into what women are called to be. And doesn't mean that you can't be successful or Mm -hmm. have your own estates or be some president of a company. It's not, you know, it's not women's lib. Hear me roar on one side and smush women's lib on the other side. It's not about that. We're talking about character. Mm -hmm. We're talking about integrity. We're talking about the heart of who you are. And he says it, a kind hearted woman gains honor. So if you're looking for a key, if you're a manager of a company or in a business or you're an owner or whatever your role is, you're just a mom. What honor be kind hearted. Yeah. There's no exception to yeah. it. The word is what the word is. It's yeah. as good as yesterday as it is for today as it is for tomorrow. Right. So honor can be achieved by being kind hearted. That's yeah. really good. And it's really interesting because I think that it's a challenge for women, um, especially like at work sometimes to feel like you're respected and honored and, you know, mm-hmm. all of that kind of thing. So it's interesting that a kind heart is what is the stepping stone. Yeah. Well, that. and I think it's important too, to notice that our honor is going to look differently than the honor that's given to a man. And that's, right. that's okay. Yeah. That's a good point. It is. You know, like it's, it's just a word. We are different and yeah. it is okay. And so how we get honor is going to be happen through different means and our honor just might even look different. And yeah. I love what you said right there. It's okay. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the same. It's not, you know, listen, I'm the biggest, anything you can do, I can do better. I mean, I am, <laughs> I am, I am, you know, I will try anything, do anything, but it's okay that we're different from men. 
Yeah. Like be liberated from that. It, it, we don't have to match part to part what men are and what we are. We will, we never will. We don't have testosterone in us like they do. Right. And they don't have estrogen and progesterone in them like we do. Exactly. And you know, the nurse in me could go on and on about all the physiological differences and how we are created and why there are differences. So I think we just need to accept it yeah. instead of fighting it and learn to be all that you can be and better, but in the graces of how you were created to get there. Exactly. And so for me, this is a roadmap for women. Kind heartedness will get you further in life than backstabbing, Mm. rumor making, being ugly, fighting up the chain of command. Like it may take a little longer to get there, but you're going to get there and you're going to have respect. Right. There's value in that. Absolutely. I thought that was awesome. Uh, the next one is also from Proverbs. This is thirty-one twenty-six. So this is a little bit about the Proverbs 31 woman. Um, but it says that she opens her mouth with wisdom. The teaching of kindness is on her tongue. And I love this for several reasons. But the first one that I love it is because the writer is making it clear that she speaks. Yes. yes. She talks. She does. And she shares her opinion and she talks, but she does it with wisdom. So she's not some silent, subservient woman in the corner that just doesn't have a voice. The unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit is of great value in the eyes of the Lord. It doesn't say quiet, silenced. It just says gentle, quiet. So she opens her mouth. Mm -hmm. Love that. And then second, it says that that her mouth and her words and her tone, it teaches kindness, which is kased, goodness, kindness, and faithfulness. Mm -hmm. And the commentary went on to say, all she says is under the government of the law. The law of love and kindness is written on the heart, but it shows itself in the tongue. Mm. You know, and a lot of times what we say and what comes off of our tongue is not from something that's written on our heart as a law of love and kindness. It's what's written on our heart is a law of negativity, critique and Well, and I think it's really interesting that kindness is being defined in a lot of ways by your words and a lot less by Mm -hmm. like what you're doing. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I I think that women, as a lot of times we can be a little reactionary with what people kind of do. And instead of like, we're not going to go beat somebody up, but we may kind of make a little snarky remark about them. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and that's the opposite of the kindness that they're talking about. That's right. That's exactly what it's referring to. Um, It says that her wisdom and kindness together put a commanding power into all she says. They command respect. They command compliance. How forcible are right words. In her tongue is the law of grace or mercy, understanding it of the word and law of God, which she delights to talk of among her children and servants. Mm -hmm. And just, I mean, this this is the commentary that from Matthew Henry that just, I mean, I love that it says that that using kindness, teaching kindness and opening her mouth with wisdom gives her um, a commanding power. I love it. And all that she says, which again, kind of goes back to a kind hearted woman gains honor. That's right. Mm -hmm. So that's so funny. You don't think about that. mm -hmm. Like I don't, you never think about a kind person like having power or having honor like that's not necessarily what your the next step is in your mind right from a kind person well it's that whole thing it nobody nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care mm. you know and yeah. women specifically are driven to that because yes. we're the nurturers we have that role that's just the way it is and so lots of times if you're trying to lead you're not going to lead effectively unless people think you care about them right right 
Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. And, you know, I can, as, as I was reading this, I could think of, you know, two people specifically, like, that are kind-hearted and teach with kindness and open their mouths with kindness. And, like, they just, when they walk into a room, they have that commanding presence, but they're not haughty or cocky or they don't draw attention to themselves. It's that inner but they're not weak either. You no, don't look they're at them and think of them as being weak mm-hmm. and timid or, you know, I mean, when you've got it and you know those women and the unfortunate thing is there's so few of them. Right. So few of them. And we need more women that are driven with this. More Absolutely. people actually in yeah, general. Yeah, more people in, in you general. Know, what I was thinking about too is like when you're a kind person you don't just have the power of you. You have people who will back you up. Yes, absolutely. Because they will defend you. Like I, w- I was having a conversation last night with my in-laws about a person. And, um, you know, we were just kind of talking about this person's theology and how they can just, like, we just disagree completely on this person's theology. And, you know, my family, they will talk about theology for hours. And, um, but, you know, after we kind of said, I disagree with that person's theology, every single person in the room said, but I would fight for that person to the death because they are the kindest person Mm. I have ever met. I I couldn't disagree with someone more, but I like, I mean, I can't, I couldn't say a harsh word about them. Wow. You know, that's awesome. And that's, I think that's part of the power that comes with kindness is that you have that's People. the that's the honor that is gained. That's, right. that's, that's the honor. Yeah. Kind hearted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that really is so awesome. Um Galatians five, twenty one through twenty three, the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness. I could go on, y'all know the rest. <laughs> um and the kindness <clears throat> in the Greek there is moral goodness, integrity. Um, and kindness. It's the same kindness found in Colossians three twelve. And this is where we're gonna sit for a couple minutes. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Mm. And so here's the part that I love. (laughs) Um, The the word clothe, where we are to clothe ourselves with these qualities in the Greek is endio. And it literally means to sink into clothing, to put on, clothe oneself. And what did we talk about was sink into, to be be still. That word meant to sink into. So clothe yourself with kindness isn't just like a, like, okay, I need to be kind. Like, (laughs) yeah, grab your keys and go. It's a like sink into and just wear it like another skin, not like just something you throw on. Right into it. So I thought that was just beautiful. Oh, that is beautiful. Um, and then using that Greek word with the Greek word for kindness, another way to say it is sink into moral goodness and clothe yourself in kindness, mm. um, which it. just is a good visual for me. Yes. It is. I think visuals are important. Yes, Absolutely. Um, John Darby says that um, to note here that putting on of these qualities is in the consciousness of the blessed place before God expressed in the words elect of God, holy and beloved. It is as such. We cannot do it otherwise. It is in the sense of this wondrous favor that grace develops in our hearts. So it's because we are God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, that we even have the ability to sink into kindness and to wear it as a garment. Mm, And that's the only way that it comes. It comes through that. Um, in the amplified, um, kindness is that 
it says that kindness is goodness of heart and love and tender action, mm. um, which is just beautiful because Jesus modeled kindness oh, yes. over and over and over again in a lot of different ways. And it was tender action that he did it with. Um, like when he talked to the woman at the well, um, the Samaritan woman at the well, he used kind words and the law of kindness mm. in when talking with her. And the woman that was caught in adultery, he spoke of the law of kindness. He had the fruit of the spirit. He had moral goodness and integrity in handling that situation with her and the Pharisees and all the other people watching. Um, when he was in the garden and Peter cut the ear off of the priest's servant, he showed so much kindness and compassion and gracious aid in healing that ear and making it whole, even though he knew they were coming to take him. Mm. And these are just a couple of the examples of the way Christ lived out the goodness of heart and love and tender action. Mm. Well, it's agape love. Yes. Absolutely. You know, yes. I mean, it is kindness is for me kind of like the foundation in so many ways of what, what Christ's agape love is. It's not a, a love of feeling and it's not a, a brotherly love, family love. It, it's not a love of emotion, you know, a husband and a wife. It's a love of commitment. Mm-hmm. Like I'm committed to loving you no matter what it is, how hard it is. And, you know, up at, we even said that it's the wonder's favorite that grace develops itself in our hearts. Like from that comes grace. And that is who Christ is. He right. is grace. God yes. is grace. So I think you have to be able to grasp this whole kindness thing. Yeah. If you're really going to say that you have the love of God in you and want to show the love of God to other people. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so here's a random question for y'all then. Like, what would kindness look like today, like in our daily lives as we're taking kids to school and running errands? And Well, it's funny because you, as you were talking earlier, I was thinking about that. Like, what does kindness look like? And this just kind of goes back to the whole doing versus being thing. As soon as I started thinking about, like, what does kindness kindness look like, I kind of thought of, like, kind things to do. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, and there's, it's, that's just not it. That's not that's what the not kind it. of t- kindness that we're talking about. We're talking about being in the state of, a, you know, a kind hearted person. Mm-hmm. And, um, again, I think it goes back to all these references to your words. I think that that yeah. kind of, in my mind, at least what stands out is that there's a, there's an unnatural kindness that flows out of the Holy Spirit in regards to your words. Mm-hmm. And I think that that can be, um, things that, that you say, like things that come out of your mouth that maybe aren't really from you, that they're more from the word of God or from the Holy Spirit. Um, and I think that also refers to the things that you don't say. Yeah. Like sometimes Holding for me, your being kind, because I'm a loud mouth and I um, tend to just, I can have a real <laughs> sharp tongue, real sharp, that whole cutting thing. Like I could, I could be good at that. Um, and I think for me, that might mean, you know, kind of biting my lip and just not saying the things that I, that I want to say. Like, um... Well, here's a good kind of example. I had an experience um, a few months ago with a student that I was teaching in dance. And, um, um, you know, I talk about my dance experience a lot. And I had an experience in dance where um, I had messed up with something and I wasn't really giving it um, my all. And then the teacher told me, you know, that I, I sucked or that I didn't deserve to be there or that kind of thing. And then this... I had this experience with this student a few months ago where she was doing the thing that I had been doing in that class and the words like were coming out of my mouth. I was about to say the exact same words that my teacher had said to me. It was the weirdest experience because I felt it coming out and I literally like all the students were standing there staring at me because and I just stopped talking. 
I just literally closed my mouth and stood there, and they all were staring at me. <laughs> and I, like, I walked up to her, and I held her by the arms, and I said, I love you. You can do this. I believe in you. And I turned around and walked away because that was not what I wanted to say. Like everything in me and my past experiences. But I remembered how badly that had hurt me so long ago. And I was able to stop and not say what I wanted to say. And instead, the words that came out were were from the Lord. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And so I think that's what kindness looks like to me. Well, it's awesome that you say that because one of the things that stood out to me in the um, Greek definition is integrity. Like Mm -hmm. it said that like having kindness as a fruit of the spirit, like integrity is part of that. And had you said what you at first wanted to say, it would have completely ruined your integrity. It would have been a mar against your integrity and of who you are as a person. And so, um, I don't know. I just, it's neat to think about how if we're using kind words and acting out of a heart of kindness, it builds up our integrity in the eyes of others and the integrity of Christ in us, in the eyes of others. But when we're acting in the opposite of kindness, it completely ruins our our character and our integrity in the eyes of people. Assassination. It is, and there is a huge difference. Um, You know, we think, especially going into the holidays, random acts of kindness. Yeah, lots of people can do kindness Mm -hmm. without being kind. Yes, there are a lot of people who do that. Oh, for sure. Um, And so you have to stop and ask yourself: Are you just giving money to that family, or doing this, or doing that because you know it's the right thing to do? That what? Who are you really in your heart? If you were to sit down and ask some of the closest people in your life, are you a kind person? What would they say? Mm-hmm. Or are they going to say you're snarky, that's you're critical, you're yeah, you know hardcore. whatever? Yeah, I mean, do it and and see what is said of you, and ask yourself. You know if you're a nice person, <laughs> you know if you're kind. Right. Um, and think of like you caught yourself, Amber. How many times do you have the opportunity to catch yourself and you choose not to because right. you feel so vindicated in, in letting well, it feels the good to just lips like loose? Sna- you know, briefly. That's right, mm-hmm. briefly. And then it doesn't That's anymore. exactly right. Um, so, yeah, it's, make sure you're not measuring acts of kindness with being a kind right. person. You know, I think the difference in being kind and doing kind is doing kind is what feels like what makes you feel good. Yeah, it's kind of what makes you feel good and when it's easy to do it. Mm-hmm. Being kind is when it's not necessarily easy. And it's about the other person. And it's about the other person. You know, I saw this video the other day and it was this, from a segment on like 2020 or 60 Minutes or something about this um, guy every year around the holidays, he carries around stacks and stacks of $100 bills. Mm. Wow. And he goes and just... I guess as he feels led, just hands them out out to people and sits and chats with them and gives them out. And as he, he was being filmed doing this, but they never showed his face. And when they interviewed him, like having him do direct quotes that he was all shadowed out. He did not want to be acknowledged or recognized. He will give away up to a hundred thousand dollars a year this way. And that act of kindness brought so much integrity. Like I felt so much integrity for him. He was so esteemed. I don't even know who he was because he didn't care about the acknowledgement or the recognition. He was being kind out of, in fact, took extreme measures not to be acknowledged or recognized. That's amazing. The cool thing about his kindness in this particular story is one of the guys that he gave money to the night before he's addicted to heroin and he's having trouble with his, um, you know, child and just, you know, selling his kids toys to have money for drugs. And the night before this, that the guy approached him, he, his wife had said, why don't you just pray? Like, just pray. And he had not believed in God and had not prayed forever. So he just like uttered out some like totally inarticulate prayer. And the next day, this guy walks up to him and was like, 
I think you're a good man. Do you need a couple hundred dollars? Wow. And oh the guy gosh. broke down, oh, started weeping, and is now like turning his life around because that's he awesome. saw it as a direct answer to prayer. Wow. And so like when we are kind and when we are acting out of a goodness of Christ in us for the integrity of Christ, like just You're what? an answer to prayer. You're but, an answer to prayer. But that's what kindness is. It's the light. Mm-hmm. It is the light. You don't have to go out on a mission field fruit. far away. You you have a mission field right around you. Mm-hmm. You have a mission field in your home. When you go to the grocery store, when you're, what if you're the only person who was kind to somebody that day? I mean, yeah. that yes. that resonates and people hold on to that. And we don't have enough kindness. I mean, turn on the TV. It's ugly. People yeah. are mean. They're vicious. They character assassin. Like we have got to change that. There's yeah. got to be a conviction. There, again, re- that whole revival thing. There's got, we've got to change that because without we are we are causing hurt to the image of Christ. Yeah, yep. And as the believers of Christ, the last thing we should be doing is hurting the image of Christ. Oh my gosh! We yes. should be spreading the greatness of the image of Christ. Absolutely. Yeah. And you just don't realize how. I think that we don't realize how much how much further unkindness goes. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Mm-hmm. Then we realize. I think it it it's it's a nasty disease and it spreads. It is. You know? It is. So. Well, um, I was looking into some information like how do we become kind and how do we cultivate kindness and. Um, I came across this article by William Galtery. He's a um, PhD and the executive director of a um, crisis counseling center at the Crystal Cathedral in Southern California. Um, And he wrote this great article about kindness, and I'm going to link to it in the post also. But here's a couple things that he says. He says, how can you give more kindness to others? What will it take for us to be more generous and gracious with other people? The answer is not just do it. That might sell a lot of shoes, but it doesn't make people kind. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> to, just, to just do the right thing, the kind thing, is good in that it helps others, but it's not sustainable. Over and over again, people burn out caring for others when they mm-hmm. were doing it out of duty or pressure mm-hmm. and obligation yeah. when it's not a joy. Um, he says the other problem with the Just Be Kind pep talk is it doesn't aim high enough because God is after our hearts, mm-hmm. not just after our acts of kindness. The real issue in developing kindness is our heart. If we want to be kind... We need to have Jesus because if our involvement in the kindness is being offered in our own name, it's going to make us burn out. But what if it's offered in Jesus name? It's going to be sustainable. That is awesome. So for practical application, here are the couple things that he says to do in order to cultivate kindness. The first is silence and solitude. Which is awesome. (laughs) That's so great. We didn't make this up, We did not make it. This was a PhD, y'all. And I just have a bachelor's (laughs) degree. So y'all take it up with him. But he says that the reason that we need to do that is because it restores our soul. It sets us apart from the demands of other people in our schedule. We feel, we listen, we get regrounded. And that relates to kindness kindness because, and this is his quote, ever try to be kind to someone when you're pressured and in a hurry? Ever try to offer compassion to someone when you're exhausted? It's tough. Well, this is that whole sinking into it. Again. Yes, it is. This is the not wearing it. It is. Right That's right. Door. Being kind comes out of an overflow like a, of a feeling that we're supposed to get from yes. Christ Yes. on a daily basis. Yes. So I love that he said that that was the first thing to that do. That is so awesome. And the next thing is to have a vision. Like, what does it look like for you to be a kind person? Are you in less of a hurry? Are you willing to be inconvenienced? Do you have, is there somebody in your life that you can look at and kind of model? Like he gave the example, his wife has little baggies and of food that she's assembled to give out to homeless people because he was talking earlier in the article about being inconvenienced about giving money to Mm. homeless people and just how I need to be more kind, but that's frustrating. And, um, he just took a 
a page out of his wife's playbook mm. and was like, that's a great way to it be is. kind yeah. in a thoughtful way. Yep. And so um, have a vision of what you want kindness to look like. And then third is be willing to be inconvenienced because I guarantee mm. almost every opportunity we have to be kind is going to come at the expense of your that's time and yeah. your money and your, your emotions. Yeah. Or, and especially the emotions. I was going to say the inconvenience can be just having to retrain yourself mm-hmm. and being aware of it and be willing to, to care enough to change. Yeah. And, you know, and we talk about being the influence on the world, but listen, start where you are in life. Mm-hmm. Be right. kind to your children. Yes. Be kind to your spouse. Be kind to your coworkers. Yes. You know, be kind. Those are the immediate mission fields that God has given you. Yes. You know, we, we talk, we've talked before about, you know, faithful and little, faithful and much. You know, God has given you, each of us, a mission field right around us. And we talked about one time how, you know, I panned around in the, yes. in the arena and it was just Ryan Addy sitting there. And that was my mission field. They were my audience, you know, and I struggle with that because I get so hyped up and passionate. I have to, the way I say things sometimes to even my children, like I've got to, I've got to bring that in and reel it in and, right. and think about how that's affecting them. It's not just about everything outside of you. It's not about the people you don't develop relationships with. It's even about mm-hmm. those people. And you know, one thing we don't do, I, my kids know we don't do mean in our house. Mm. We don't do mean. They are going to be kind to one another, not right. because um, I'm going to make them, but because they're going to choose to listen to the commands of God and be obedient to that. Yes. And that's really what it is. It's about us being obedient. It's not, this is another command. It doesn't mm-hmm. say if you feel like it, be kind and considerate and compassionate. Right. God says, love me and love others. And by loving others, we have to be kind. Mm-hmm. So if you're really a believer, if you really um, have Christ in you and the spirit of God in you, you don't have the luxury of choosing whether you want to be kind or not. Right. Cause if you're choosing that, mm-hmm. then you're choosing obedience and disobedience. Yeah. Mm. Well, that just even made me think like, are we kind in how we disagree with our spouses? Right. Are we kind in how we discipline our children? Are we kind in how we disagree with other people who mm-hmm. are also believers who we disagree in That's their right. theology? Absolutely. Believers can be nasty to other believers. Yeah. Oh, we oh, actually all over Facebook every all day. It's ugly. It's real ugly. And we're the body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we should be ashamed. Like, this is a really big one for me. I'm really passionate about the kind thing. Mm -hmm. Um, You're passionate? What? Me? Passionate? (laughs) Never. Um, More passion is what I was going to get you for Christmas. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But listen, really, I really hope that this does a lot of convicting. You know, there are a lot of these lessons that we talk through, and it's just about inspiring and encouraging. But there should be some conviction Mm -hmm. that goes with these words that we're talking about, because this is where the change is going to happen. And only you can decide whether you're going to make that change and have that influence. And this is for all of us, like the three of us, like it's just as convicting for us. Oh my gosh. As it is for, I just talked about my kids. Yeah. I mean, for everyone listening, I'm researching this whole thing and going, I just, you know, there's, it's so easy to get caught up in the moment, especially if you're a mom, it's so easy to get caught up in the moment and forget kindness is just as important when it comes to feeling even more so because that's what you're trying to cultivate in them. How are they going to be kind if you're not kind? Yes. Yeah, that's good. So, I'm constantly, it's, this is prepping for all of these is definitely a mirror. Yeah. Well, (laughs) it is, but you know, it goes back to the whole process. It's a journey. It's Mm -hmm. not an arrival. 
it's a journey and we're always, we're, we, Satan is very real around us and he's seeking whom he can devour and he knows where our weaknesses are and he knows if, he, if he's got you on this. And yeah. so, you know, it's not something that you're ever going to completely conquer. I mean, it's something I'm passionate about and I'm aware of it and yet I constantly have to yeah. work on it. Yeah. Constantly okay. I have to work on it you know, and good. be willing to apologize. Right. If you mess up, if you're ugly, unkind to whomever, be willing to apologize. Listen, quick story. I was really ugly on the phone one time with some receptionist at our doctor's office and I worked nights. I was tired. I had worked the whole night before. It was something with an appointment. I don't even remember. This was like a decade ago, but I felt so just heavy about it Mm. that I ended up going and getting donuts and taking them to the office and dropping them off and telling them I was sorry. Wow. Because I just didn't want them to think that was their day too. And I had just totally gone off on them. Um, and that's not okay. Be willing to swallow your pride that's and right. say, Hey, Goodness, you know what? Sarah. I messed up and I don't want that. I've even, you know, we were at a, a, a um, movie theater and we went to see Unstoppable and the theater is filled with Christians because it's Kirk Cameron and what do you do when bad things happen to good people documentary and there are these people in this theater throwing a fit just they didn't want to move for this handicapped person oh my gosh and it was I mean we're I'm all just befuddled right and so it really bothered me and I went and I found the manager afterwards and I apologized on behalf of those that oh those people, because I, I told him and said, I don't know if you're a believer and you're looking at all of us and we're supposed to be believers Ugh. in this theater behaving that way. And I want you to know that that's not a true testimony yeah. of oh what Christ gosh. is. And wow. I don't want you to equate believers as being with that testimony that those and people two people will. have. And, that's the and they will. They will. They will. So stand up for what's right. Be willing to apologize. Swallow your pride. You're never going to have this completely under your belt. Yes. Um, But there's also a lot to be gained by being humble enough to say you're sorry. Well, and that's the whole integrity thing. And I just, that has really been the thing that I've hammered, honed in on in this kindness is the integrity of Christianity was probably marred in that situation, but you helped restore it. Even if it was just in the eyes of one person is just brought that integrity back to what it should be. Just yes. be willing. Mm-hmm. Step out, get uncomfortable, be inconvenienced. Yeah. It's worth it. God was, Christ yeah. was when he hung on the cross. <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah. he was. He was inconvenienced hanging yeah. on the cross. Yeah. So, let's be inconvenienced and be, and kind. be kind. Monica, do you have any other practical applications for for no, being kind? That's that was All it. All right. Well, um Sarah, would you like to pray us out today as we sure. close? Father God, Lord, just thank you so much for this time and just for the message that you're revealing even to just Monica and Amber and myself and showing us so much of where we need to grow and how to become women of honor and respect and integrity. And um, I know the three of us want that. And I know there's so many women out there that want that and they just don't know how to go about it. Just make yourself so real. Just open eyes and hearts and ears to your wisdom and your word. Um, give us the, give us the um, strength and the courage to be inconvenienced. Give us the strength and the courage to want to learn how to change and to take this on. Give us the strength and the courage to go down the journey. And may we have other people that we go on the journey with and not be alone. And may you be glorified and honored in all of it, that we are truly becoming warriors for Christ and living the will that you have for us here on earth, that we will be fulfilling for heaven. And all of this we pray in your name, Lord. Amen. Amen.